In this episode, we set the stage for SummerSlam with a preview of the event. Will my predictions match yours? Let's find out as the show starts in one, two, three. WWE Setting the Stage is a podcast for WWE fans where I recap events, break down storylines and angles, and make predictions about where those storylines and angles are headed. Whether you're just getting into wrestling or a WWE fanatic like me, this show is for you. I will see you ringside. What's up, Wrestleluminati? We are just hours away from the biggest party of the summer, uh, so we got some predictions to make. Uh, by the way, does WWE even still use that tagline for SummerSlam? I don't think I've seen it as the actual tagline since 2011, which obviously was about a decade ago. Um, however, I did look it up, and, they, and it says that WWE has dubbed uh, SummerSlam with the tagline Biggest Party of the Summer since 1988 to the present. So technically, I guess it still is a tagline, so it's kind of perfect for the, uh, for the Vegas location. In my opinion, what do you guys think? Um, now, of course, they've used other taglines. Like last year, you know, they used the whole you'll never see it coming, you know, which played into the whole return of Roman Reigns uh, during the Universal Championship match between The Fiend and Braun Strowman. Um, and this year, it's being tagged as the your your summer vacation destination, which I guess still fits the Vegas uh, Vegas location. But, you know, hey, it is what it is, I guess. Um, so before we get into the predictions, I want to remind you that this episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you are a new or existing podcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. Use code GBJones10, that's Golf Bravo Jones 10 for 10% off of your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tools for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcast. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com and use code GBJones10, that's Golf Bravo Jones 10 for 10% off of your order. Uh, I also want to remind you that, um, hey, if you like my content and want to help support the show, you can go to my, uh, my show notes or my podcast cast uh, description and uh click that link uh that's called buy me a coffee uh like i said it'll be greatly appreciated uh like i said if you want to show your support help uh help grow the podcast help uh help upgrade it a little bit um you know all that kind of stuff so uh yeah like i said support would be greatly appreciated if you want to if you want to help out if you don't hey that's that's cool too but hey if you do want to show your support like i said i have links uh not only the buy me a coffee but i have a few links in there, you know, the pod decks, uh, buy me a coffee, the beard struggle. I have all kinds of links in there. That you can help support the show. Uh, if you would like, if you would like to do so. So anyway, so without further ado, let's get into the predictions. So, um, so like I said, SummerSlam shaping up to be a pretty good, uh, pretty good event. Uh, I think it's kind of funny that, uh, <laughs> Vegas was wanting, SummerSlam to be a shorter show because uh, they didn't want to interfere with the, uh, I think, what is it? They said the boxing match that's happening later to, tonight, I guess, or whatever. I'm not a real boxing fan, so I'm not really uh, not really sure exactly what match that is. But, um, but it's funny that they wanted it to be a shorter pay-per-view. However, uh, 
WWE has put 10 matches on the card. I think that's kind of funny. That's kind of large for a SummerSlam if you really think about it. If you look back in history, uh, kind of kind of big for a SummerSlam. Um, as of right now, like I said, and this is just hours before because, like I said, I wanted to wait and do this preview episode after SmackDown was over and, you know, all the shows for the week were over, all the go-home go shows were over. So uh, to make sure I had the full card for it, uh, for the, for the event. But actually, to be honest with you, I, I don't think some things have been resolved yet. Like right now there's, there seems to be no match for the pre-show. Um, looking at the card, I would think the, the pre-match might be, uh, Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then again, they might not have one on the pre pre-show. I'm not sure. But as of right now, uh, which I don't know what time it is my time, I guess it's almost, uh, 11 o'clock in the morning, uh, on Saturday, you know, just like I said, hours before SummerSlam. Uh, like I said, I have not seen a pre, uh, pre-show match announced yet. So maybe we'll find that later in the day. And obviously I'll let you know about it on the recap. So I got my list of matches here. Like I said, they're in no particular order yet because, like I said, we don't know the order of the matches yet. So uh, I'm just going to run down my list and kind of briefly talk about it and give you my official prediction for each. All right, so without further ado, let's get into it. So the first match I have on my list is the triple threat match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Uh, this, of course, is between Nikki A.S.H., which stands for Almost Superhero. I, I know it took me a few episodes to you know, to kind of learn that acronym. I'm, I'm not sure why, but, uh, but I finally got it. Almost a superhero, uh, versus Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. So, I mean, this has been an interesting storyline. You know, they kind of have Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley having their little, uh, rivalry going on that actually should have probably, uh, gone most of 2020. Uh, but however, it's picking up here in 2021 but then they have Nikki in the mix a little bit, and she appears to be the, although she is the crowd favorite, um, she appears to be the superstar that's being overlooked, even though she is the current women's champion. Um, I think this plays perfectly into the storyline. Like, I would not have any reservations of saying that Nikki A.S.H. walks out still the women's champion. I, uh... I think Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley are going to come to blows and, you know, it's just going to be a brawl between the two of them. I think things are going to get kind of, you know, more personal than they have gotten before. And I think they're going to overlook uh, Nikki a little bit. I think they're going to underestimate her and I think they're going to try to count her out when she's not really, she really doesn't deserve to be counted out. I mean, she's, uh, yes. I mean, yes, she cashed in the money in the bank, but who doesn't cash in the money in the bank? Like, like she does. I mean, everybody almost has cashed in money in the bank like that. I mean, if you look back in history, I mean, there's only been what a couple of guys and maybe gals. I'm not sure. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head without something in front of me, but most of them have not set up their matches, you know, prior so that the champion has time to prepare for the match I mean I can only and one of those I can tell you didn't end so well you know so they didn't actually end up cashing in so um so I'm gonna go ahead and go out on a limb and say that for SummerSlam Nikki is going to retain the championship uh like I said might not be a popular prediction uh but I am thinking that that's what's gonna happen I think Nikki is gonna come out 
uh, as still the champion just because I think Charlotte and Rhea are going to underestimate her and they're going to be too focused on each other than on Nikki. So uh, so that's going to be my official pick. Nikki's my official pick for the triple threat match. All right, so the next match is the one that probably most people are talking about uh, for this pay-per-view tonight, and that is Roman Reigns versus John Cena for the Universal Championship. So <laughs> I, I've been thinking about this match for a little while now, and I think there are a lot of scenarios that can happen in this match, okay? So, yes, there's part of me that would love to see John Cena, and it's not even that I'm a diehard Cena fan. I just think that the guy has been totally dedicated to WWE. He's he's put in the time. He's put in the effort. And whether you like him or you don't like him, I mean, he's basically earned his spot. I, I feel like he's earned his spot in the in the in the as being the face of the WWE for the, as many years as he was. And I'm not gonna lie. As much as I love Ric Flair, I. Uh, I would I would not mind seeing that 16-time world championship record be broken because records are meant to be broken. And I think right now, as far as somebody that's really close, I mean, who better than Cena to break that record? I know a lot of Cena haters are not going to like that, but um, but hey, I I think I think even Ric Flair would tell you that he would probably not mind if he lost the record to Cena. I I don't think he would mind it, and. Believe it or not, like I said, this would actually be the first time John Cena would win the Universal Championship. Can you believe it? Out of all the championships he's won, he's never won the Universal Championship. Now, granted, the Universal Championship has only been around since, what, uh, 2017, I think, is when it was when it was debuted. So it's been around for maybe five years. So, And, of course, the last five years, w, uh, Cena hasn't really been a full-time performer. So, um, so yeah, so one scenario is I can see Cena totally getting his 17th world championship and becoming, uh, winning his first ever universal championship. Now, the only thing that makes me kind of, now I'm kind of torn about that is because, and like I said, I probably should have said this at the top of the episode. If you have not watched SmackDown yet, what are you waiting for? You need to watch SmackDown before you watch SummerSlam tonight. I mean, it's. You got to you got to kind of set yourself up so you kind of know you're kind of up to date about what's going on tonight. So I'm just going to spoil something for you if you haven't watched SmackDown. So if you don't want to be spoiled, go ahead and shut it off. Go watch SmackDown. Come back and listen to this episode. But Reigns actually put a added a, added a stipulation to the match last night, and he said that if he loses to Cena. He will leave WWE. So now that kind of puts me in a situation now. Like, I wanted to pick Cena to win the Universal Championship, but now that I think that Roman will leave WWE if he loses, I mean, how can Roman How can Roman lose now? I mean, really, when you think about it in the storylines, is WWE really going to let Roman lose now this match? I don't think so. So, I hate to say it, uh, and it's like it's not even that I'm not a fan of Roman. I actually love what Roman's been doing the last year. I think he's been a, I think he's become a great heel, a great uh, main eventer. I think he's probably gotten more reaction and more. He's even more relevant than he was, you know, a few years ago. Now as a heel, so I love what he's doing. Um, 
But now, I'd, obviously, when he adds that stipulation in there, I don't know that I can pick Cena to win this, his 17th championship. But here's what I can do. So I got, I got to thinking about this. And I, like I said, I'm not sure this scenario will happen. But um, I'm going to say that Roman is going to beat Cena for the, for the Universal Championship. He's going to retain the championship. But then I think we might see a little bit of shenanigans after that. Like I think we're going to see maybe Cena and Roman continue to go a- after each other after the match. Something to that capacity. Usos might get involved. Um, you know, the Mysterios might come depending on what's the outcome of their match, uh, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, this match could get totally chaotic. Um, you could see, depending on what happens in the Edge and Seth Rollins match, you could see Edge and Seth Rollins getting involved in this match. I mean, you could see total uh, pandemonium. And I'm not sure if you see where I'm going with this. As we know, Baron Corbin, another spoiler, as we know, Baron Corbin is still in possession of the Money in the Bank briefcase, right? Even though it technically belongs to Big E, and everybody is still acknowledging that, Baron Corbin still has it in his possession. So what I see happen is through all this pandemonium, whatever that pandemonium might be, like I said, it might not be all of what I just said, but it could be a, a, a fraction of what I just said. You know, Baron Corbin could come down and try to cash in money in the bank. Now, you know, they still could have Cena, you know, beat, they could still still have Cena beat Roman too. I mean, in this scenario as well, but I'm just going to go and say that Roman wins in this scenario so he doesn't have to leave WWE. And let's say... Baron, you know, bashes Roman in the head with the with the briefcase or Cena too to keep him out of the way or whatever. And then he comes and then he starts to, you know, cash in the money in the bank. But of course the referee won't do it. And then down comes Big E and he's already, you know, it's already been the referee is already ready to cash in. And Big E says, oh, you know, what the heck, you know, in typical B, Big E uh, personality, he'll be like, you know what, what the heck, let's roll with it. He, he cashes in on Roman and Big E becomes the new Universal Champion uh, tonight. Um, I don't know if I'm quite ready to to bet money on that scenario happening, but I could definitely see it happening. So, um, but for right now, for this match, I will actually say Roman retains the Universal Championship. But I figured I might keep it a little entertaining and give you that kind of scenario. Um, you know, to keep uh, keep things interesting, maybe, but and may, maybe make this episode a little bit more entertaining and show you how I may think that you know how the how the money in the bank might be cashed in. So, um, so yeah, I'm gonna say Roman does uh, in, indeed uh, retain the Universal Championship. All right, so my next match on my list is of course uh, the WWE Championship match, which is of course between Bobby Lashley and Goldberg. Um. Another first, if Goldberg were to win this match, this would be his first ever WWE Championship uh, win. This would be the first time he'd win the WWE Championship. Um, However, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Especially if WWE WWE is still trying to um, push push Bobby Lashley into his uh, strong heel persona and strong dominating persona. Because I think that's kind of the theme that's been for both actually Roman and Bobby is not only have they had, not only have they tried to make them heel champions, but they've tried to make them dominant champions. And 
The only thing I could say that might be realistic is, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know Goldberg is a Hall of Famer. He's an older veteran and everything, but he still is a menacing force. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, for those of you guys that that aren't really, you know, you think Goldberg is done and everything like that, I don't know. I still find him, even for a guy north of 50, uh, you know, I know I'm not a wrestler and I'm not an athlete or anything, but... I I would definitely not want to meet him in a ring or I definitely would not want to meet him in any type of scenario where we had to, you know, put up the dukes and duke it out, you know? I I don't think I'd want to do that. So, um so I still find to be see I actually still find him intimidating looking too. He he doesn't really I mean, yeah, he looks older cuz you know, you obviously see the gray hair in his beard and all that stuff. But he still I mean, think about it. He still kind of looks the same that he did as he did when he was in WCW and his obviously his later run with WWE. He doesn't look, I don't think he doesn't look all that different. Yeah. I mean, he's starting to age a little bit, you know, father time is, is definitely taking over, but I, I still see him as the same Goldberg. I, I really do to an extent, to an extent. So, um, but what I will say is I think Bobby Lashley retains the championship. And like I said, you can see Big E cash in on Bobby Lashley as well. Uh, but I don't think that'll happen because I don't know that Baron Corbin is going to move over to Raw and try to, you know, try to do the do the cash in there. Although that would be an interesting twist, wouldn't it? But right now I'm going to say Bobby Lashley retains the championship against Goldberg. So that'll be if you're on if you're keeping score, that's two superstars that could have won a championship for the first time and they're right now 0 for 2 according to my uh, predictions all right so let's get to the next match which of course is another match that could uh depend on the way that goes depend on what happens uh you know some outside shenanigans in the roman john cena match and that is the usos defending the tag team titles in a rematch with the mysterios uh for the smackdown tag team championships um, I think the Usos are going to retain, this is going to be a hard match because I think, I think, um, I think right now, maybe I, I, I don't know if you guys saw it for those of you that have watched SmackDown or I don't know if you saw it, but I think they're actually te- uh, t- uh, teasing a Mysterio father and son breakup. That's what I think they're teasing. Because uh, as you see, you know, Mysterio, Ray Mysterio and his son, Dominic, are have not been on the same page the last couple of weeks when they've been having the singles matches with the Usos. So I don't know if they're – and it looks like, you know, Dominic is really getting impatient about and – he's, and he's kind of, you know, like his, his father's telling him to take one match at a time. He's, he's, he's saying that he hears his father, but I don't think he's really listening. And – I don't know. Are we going to see one of the Mysterios turn heel? I'm not sure who it would be. I'm not sure if it would be Ray or Dominic. I I would think it would be Dominic, but who knows? They might pull a fast one and say that Ray turns on his son. I don't know, but I I would be more willing to bet that Dominic would turn on Ray. So, um, but I think the Usos are going to retain the championship. But I think the bigger story is: Are they teasing a Mysterio? Uh, father and son breakup. Are they are they going to break up that tag team almost as quickly as they put it together? So, uh, so you know, keep an eye on that. I think you might see that. So, uh, so that's so that's what I'm saying. Usos are going to retain. All right. So next match is the match that everybody's been talking about for the last couple of weeks that could be in jeopardy of not happening tonight, 
and that's the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship match between the champion Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks is obviously uh, cashing in on her, on her rematch from WrestleMania. And, you know, there's been a lot of rumors that this match may not be happening. Um, I don't know how I feel about that because there's a lot of stories going around and I'm, I'm not even going to get into the stories because I don't know if any of them have any merit. I'm not sure. Maybe one of them is true. Maybe they're not. Um, but I think, you know, it's gone back and forth. It said, you know, last week they were saying they were, they were worried about, uh, the match because Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks didn't show up to a couple of live shows over, uh, last weekend. They didn't show up. So, or they weren't there. And who knows? That could have been a number of things. It could have been, some flights, you know, that were not going according to plan. I mean, I saw, I'll be honest with you, I'll, I'll share a quick little story. Um, I know that I saw a bunch of fellow podcasters or some guys I follow on Instagram. I saw a bunch of them going to Podcast Movement, which was in Nashville uh, a few weeks ago. And I swear the common theme on their Instagram is, guess what they were doing? They were all waiting for their flights and they were all late. The flights all were delayed. So that's why it made me think that, you know, it could have been Sasha and Bianca got caught somewhere and they couldn't make it to the shows in time. That could obviously be one of the reasons. Um, you know, there's been a rumor out there it could be COVID-related. It could be anything. So I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to speculate because I don't really know. I don't really know what I'm talking about if I say anything. So I'm just going to wait and see and be very hopeful. Keep my fingers crossed that this match is still going to happen because I think it'll be a great match. Just like the WrestleMania match was great too. Um, I do see Bel Bianca Belair retaining though. I, I think her, her, uh, her title reign is going to continue. I, th I think WWE is still trying to build her as well. Uh, so I think Sasha will, like I said, give her a great match, but I think at the end, end of the day, Bianca will, um, will retain the championship. Uh, the other thing I could see happening is if they do want to give the title back to Sasha, uh, it would not be a bad scenario if Bianca had to chase her going into, you know, some pay-per-views down the road or, you know, maybe perhaps they have another big match at Survivor Series and all that stuff. But I will say right now, the way things are panning out, I think Bianca Belair is going to continue because I think her character is still growing. I think they need to keep her momentum going too. And uh, just keep her title reign going. So I'm going to say Bianca Belair retains against Sasha Banks if the match happens. All right. Next match, uh, I think, to be honest with you, this next match is is going to be the non-title match that actually um, that steals the show. And that's between Edge and Seth Rollins. Um, and also, let's face it, isn't this really – I mean – I, I want to say, you guys can disagree with me if you want. Like I said, you can contact me any of the social media links on my email and stuff. But I honestly think that this match is kind of really, without really saying it, it's kind of the, the new number one contender match for the Universal Championship. I really do think so. I think these one of these two guys is next in line for Roman or Cena, whoever wins that match, um, to, to be next in line for a Universal title match. So... You know, I've been watching the storyline for the first couple of uh, or last few weeks, and I I really don't know who to pick as the winner because I can really see either one of these two guys winning. Um, 
Seth to continue his kind of run and maybe he eventually gets into the title picture for the Universal Championship. Uh, but I could also see them giving the uh, giving the win to Edge uh, just because this would kind of continue his comeback story and, and you know, I, I don't know. But like I said, Edge has lost a lot of matches since he's been back too. Um, a lot of people thought he was going to win that match at WrestleMania, uh, you know, to beat Roman, even though they added Daniel Bryan to that matchup. Um, they still thought Edge was going to come out as the winner of the of the match, but it ended up being Roman just, you know, squashed the both of them. So I'm going to say, you know, and you got to also worry about the whole thing is, is, is Seth going to keep his promise and he's going to curb stomp uh, Edge into the, into the, you know, into the mat and, you know, he says, you know, hey, if that, you know, breaks your neck again, then so be it. And everything. I mean, just just cold stuff. Really, I like this story because it, you know, it really is hitting in the personal level. And I think that's what makes a good story. Like you can feel the emotion. You can feel the personal animosity between the two, uh, the, between the two superstars, which I think makes a good storyline. Um, so I'm not going to lie. I think I think this is one of the best storylines going right now is Seth and Edge. And I, I really want to pick Edge because I'm a I'm an Edge fan. Not that I necessarily don't like Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins brings a lot to the table too. Um, but I think I'm going to have to give the victory to Seth Rollins. I think he's going to continue his run, and he's going to continue his path to the championship. You know, let's face it, Edge has already had two shots at the championship. He had it at WrestleMania, and he had it at uh, uh what was it, Money in the Bank? I think is where he had it. So he's already basically had his two matches for the championship. So maybe it is Seth Rollins turn. Um, now, whether he, whether he curb stomps him into the mat and everything, I think that might be a pretty good prelude to let edge kind of, I don't know if edge is going, going to take time off again. I mean, I haven't read anything like that, but maybe that could give him some more time off or something if he needs it. And then he could come back and maybe if Seth eventually gets the universal championship, he and Seth can continue their, um, continue their rivalry but i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna go and pick seth rollins to win this match i'm gonna pick the i'm gonna pick the bad guy this time i'm gonna i'm gonna say that seth does beat edge but i think it'll be an incredible match i do i do like that they kind of had you know they've kind of been playing mind games with each other like i was saying with the personal with the personal animosity and stuff but i did like that they kind of did a little throwback on smackdown and um kind of brought Edge into his dark place where he was when he was with the Brood back when he was with Gangrel and C Christian back then. And uh, he, gave, he gave Seth Rollins a Brood bath, which I don't think anybody saw coming. They also had G Gangrel's uh, music playing, uh, which I thought it, at first, when I was first, I was like, no way, is Gangrel coming back? I was like, what is going on here? So, um, But like I said, it was just Edge going to his dark place that he had uh, talked about earlier in the night when he did his promo. So... Um, and also to be honest with you, I think, uh, I think in both instances, this is why I also think it's a storyline, a good storyline. The crowd has really been into this storyline. So like when edge came out at the beginning, I mean, the crowd was electric. They were glad to see edge, uh, everything like that. You know, you can definitely tell edge is the baby face. He's the one that people are cheering for and all that stuff. And then when Seth came out towards the middle of the show and he was trying to give his promo, man, they were getting all over Seth Rollins. I mean, they were like, you know, <laughs> saying we want Edge, and he was kind of barking back and saying, "You already had Edge, now you got me," and which made him further react to him and boo him and stuff. So 
not only not only do I think it's a good storyline, but I think the crowd at the at least at the arena thought it was a great storyline because, like I said, they were really into it. So uh, I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but me. But it, they seem to get the biggest reaction uh, of the night on SmackDown last night. So anyway, so like I said, I'm picking Seth Rollins. All right, so next matchup. The WWE United States Championship between Sheamus the Champion and Damian Priest. Um, I think this is the first one where I'm going to pick uh, a superstar to win his very not only his very first United States Championship, but I think actually this might be Damian Priest's first title ever in uh, uh, in WWE. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think he, I don't think he's won a title yet. So this would actually be his very first title. I was trying to think, has he won the Intercontinental Championship? But I don't think he has. I think um, I think he. this would be his very first title, and it would be his very first United States Championship. So I think he is going to be the guy that beats uh, beats Sheamus. You know, Sheamus has been toying around with the title. He's been kind of – and if you really think about it, Sheamus has not taken on number one contenders that are really his size. He's been taking on smaller contenders. I don't know if that was by design. WWE was doing that. And finally, you know, he's met a guy that's pretty much his size, if not bigger. I think, uh, I don't know if Damian Priest is bigger, like massive, but he definitely is taller. I'll just, (laughs) he's definitely taller, but I mean, Damian Priest is not a small guy either. He's a pretty big guy too. Even, uh, even bulk, uh, he's even bulky too a little bit, but he's a little, obviously he looks a little leaner than Sheamus, but um, but the point I'm trying to make is Damian Priest is more of Sheamus's size. And so he's more of a, um, you know, he's more of a threat to, uh, to, uh, to Sheamus's championship. So I'm going to go on a limb and I'm going to say Damian Priest, uh, and yeah, I guess you can somewhat call it an upset because, you know, Sheamus is the veteran. Damian Priest is still pretty much a rookie on the main roster. So, um, but like I said, I'm not taking anything away from his talent. I, I like Damian Priest. I think he's been a – in fact, I, I wish I, – I, I think WWE needs to use him more and maybe putting a title on him uh, will give him more relevancy. And uh, and I think that happens – I think that happens tonight. I think uh, he wins the United States Championship. The only way I don't see him winning the United States Championship is if, is if they want to continue the story going on with him, going on with these two, and they want uh, Priest to continue to chase Sheamus for the title. But so the only way I can see Sheamus winning is if he gets like a cheap win, like he gets DQ'd or he gets something like that. But I think if it's a clean match, I think Priest wins, and I think he wins the United States Championship. So I'm going to say Priest is my official pick to be the new United States Championship, United States Champion. Um, next match is uh, next match is kind of a kind of a I guess a funny match in my opinion it's 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 believe it or not it's between two former WWE champions if you can believe that it's between Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal and I think these two guys you know they they referenced it in their storyline but I think these guys have been actually legitimate friends for a long time like more than a decade um it says that you know uh you know Jinder Mahal's entourage I I, I can't remember their name was it uh what is his name? I can't, uh, I don't remember the guys, uh, Veer and Shanky, I guess. I, what, what are a couple of names for, uh, for guys in an entourage? I don't, <laughs> weird. I don't know. That's weird. So, uh, those two guys are barred from ringside. I, in my opinion, I don't know if that was really relevant. I mean, yeah, Drew McIntyre, you know, beat the, beat, uh, beat him on raw and, 
and disqualify. And basically, that was the stipulation. If he beat them, then they were barred from ringside. And then if Drew McIntyre won also, he got to bring his sword um, to to the ring, which at this point, if it's just a one-on-one match with him and gender, why does he need a sword? <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, I guess he just needs it for his intro because it, it makes his intro look cool. I, I'll, I'll admit that. It does make his intro look cool. Um, but I don't know how Drew doesn't win this match. I mean, yeah – I, I, I don't like to say it, but I don't think – I think gender has seen his better days. I You know, because obviously he has – he was WWE champion at one point, but it was a very short time, and it was almost five years ago. It was like four and a half years ago. So I – um yeah, probably four years ago, I'd say. So I don't know how Drew McIntyre doesn't win this match. Like I said, unless they just want to keep this story going on between him and gender, but – I think this is like I said, like I said before, no disrespect to gender because I actually do like gender, but I think this is just matches to fill the time for Drew McIntyre until he gets back into the title picture. That's that's all I think this is. So that's why I'm going to pick Drew to win this match. I think it'll pretty be a pretty good match. I think I think it'll be a good one, but I uh, I still am picking Drew to win the match. All right, so here's the match that I think might be moved to the pre-show. No disrespect to these ladies, but I, the, in my opinion, in my opinion, out of these ten matches that are on this card, I feel like that's the weakest storyline. I actually believe it or not, as much of a fan of, of Alexa Bliss as I am, I, I feel like with her character now, it's going in the wrong direction. I, I don't. I, I, I'm not even say I, I don't even know that I like the character anymore because I, I, at this point, I think she should have gotten, I, I think she, first of all, I think she should have won the money in the bank. Cause I think no disrespect to Nikki cross, because I think she deserved it. She, like I said, cause I told you in, in the last uh, preview show that I did for money in the bank, I, I did, I did pick Alexa as my official pick, but I did pick Nikki as my dark horse pick. Like I did say that would be the pick that nobody would be expecting. And sure enough, that was what happened. Uh, I still took it as a loss because like I said, Alexa did not win. So, um, but if you remember, if you go back and listen to my episode, I did say that if Alexa did not win, Nikki Cross was one of my surprise picks that I thought would win the match. And boy, it was, it was a surprise, but I was happy for Nikki. So anyway, I digress. Let me get off that. So, the point is, since then, I don't like where Alexis' character has been. And now this story with Eva Marie and Dewdrop, who is Piper Nevin, or Piper Nevin, yeah, Piper Nevin is, is her actual wrestling name that she's been known for for the longest time, but for some reason they wanted to start calling her Dewdrop. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure where they're going with this storyline. I, I don't know that. And that's maybe why I don't like it very much is because I'm not sure what the point of it is. I don't know. Like, how is this going to help, uh, Alexis character? And quite frankly, how is it going to help Eva Marie's character and Piper Nevin's character? I'm not going to call her Dewdrop. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to call her that. Um, I, <laughs> and it's just cause it's a, it's a ridiculous name to me. That's, I, I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous. I mean, I guess it's funny, but I mean, it's, I don't know. I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't, it's just something that doesn't rub me the right way, I guess. But I, I just, maybe, maybe because I don't maybe get the reference. Maybe I've seen around on the internet that people maybe get the reference or there's some sort of reference to it. And I'm not sure what that is. 
Um, so if you'd like to inform me of the Dewdrop reference, please do. Otherwise, I'm just going to continue to, you know, think that it's kind of a silly name. I, I don't know. It's just a silly name. But like I said, just my opinion. You know, some of you guys might actually find it entertaining. You might like it. I don't know. I'm going to still call her Piper Nevin. So, but like I said, back to my point, I don't know where this storyline is going. And I don't know how it benefits either lady, to be quite honest. I'm not sure. I don't know how it benefits them. So anyway, um, I think in this case... I'm going to pick Alexa Bliss. This is the one thing I will say that might make it more intriguing. Is I think maybe Alexa Bliss turns Piper Nevin against Eva Marie. That can make it interesting. Like, you know, because Piper Nevin has been having certain problems with uh, focusing because Lily is doing certain things to her. And I think Lily, I think they've teased that Lily can get mind control over Piper Nevin. And maybe that might be a bad omen for, for, uh, for Eva Marie, but we'll see. And there've been talks that Eva Marie might be adding another, uh, up and coming wrestler to her, I guess, to her entourage, so to speak. So maybe this is a chance where maybe Piper Nevin gets in with Alexa bliss. And then even Eva Marie brings in her new person that she's going to bring in, which who, who knows who, who that might be. So I am going to pick Alexa bliss. Cause to be honest with you, um, Quite honestly, when was the last time Alexa Bliss lost a one-on-one match? I mean, or a match, period. Besides, like I said, a match where she's one-on-one with somebody. Not a Money in the Bank ladder match. Not a anything. I'm talking about when she's been one-on-one with somebody. When was the last time she lost a match? She hasn't lost. I don't think she's... I can't even think of the last time she's lost. So, I'm going to pick her to be, beat Eva Marie. All right, and the last match which I'm sure might be one of the opening matches because usually a tag team title match usually is uh, unless they have another plan for something. But um, this match is for the Raw Tag Team Championships. This would also be a first if somehow Randy Orton and Riddle uh, defeat AJ Styles and Omos uh, for the tag team titles. uh, This would be the first time that obviously RK bro, which I'm, I, I kind of like that name. I do like that name. I, I don't think I've talked about it enough yet, but I do like RK bro. I think that's pretty creative. Um, this would be the first time that those two have ever held the raw tag team championships, obviously together. And I think, I don't know that obviously I know riddle hasn't, but I don't think Randy Orton has been a raw tag team champion with anybody. I'm trying to remember if he has or not. I think he's been a SmackDown tag team champion with uh, Bray Wyatt, but I don't know that he's been a raw tag team champion, even though I, like I said, I read the graphic that they had earlier on. I can't remember which wrestling site it was. And they said that tonight, uh, superstars could win their first ever of this particular championship ever. And the four that were listed were John Cena with the universal title, uh, Goldberg with the WWE title, Damian Priest with the United States title, and RK Bro with the Raw Tag Team title. So that's telling me that Randy Orton has never held the Raw Tag Team Championships with anybody. I'll have to maybe look that up and maybe I'll correct myself or or confirm my suspicion uh, when I do the recap show later on. So, um, unfortunately, I just don't see... I don't know. I mean, it would be a good story because, like I said, it looks like RK Bro is finally on the same page, but you never know. Randy Orton, the Viper, he can turn on anybody in the process. The other thing, 
out of, and you know they literally say the RKO out of nowhere. So I mean, who knows? I mean, he could turn on he could turn on Riddle out of nowhere. Who knows? I I do say this though. This is the only thing that gets me torn. This is the first tag team I do believe that could be a threat to AJ Styles and Omos. Um but I like I like that they that they have the titles and that they're, they're heels because I like I think I think their story is intriguing because I think people are into it because they want to see which team is going to knock off AJ Styles and Omos. So I'm kind of torn on this. Do they keep this going and keep the crowd wanting somebody to knock them off? Because I think that's how you stay relevant. You stay relevant by getting reactions, no matter whether they're negative or positive. Um, or do you let the the biggest threat to their championship so far, so far, RK Bro, finally beat them? Now, like I said, the only way I think RK Bro does beat AJ Styles or Omos is if they pin AJ. That's the only way. And like I said, as great as AJ is, who the heck is pinning? Omos. Nobody's pinning Omos. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, unless unless somehow Randy Orton can pull a, you know, RKO out of nowhere on Omos, which I've yet to see it happen. I mean, he's he's actually tried a couple times and Omos has just been ready for it. So like I said, I think the only chance that they have of winning the titles is if they is if Riddle and Randy Orton isolate AJ and get Omos out of the picture and somehow work on him and pin him. So I hate to say it, I, I could be wrong about this, maybe, and I hope I am wrong. I hope I hope RK Bro maybe does win, um, but I just don't see I don't see AJ Styles and Omos losing the titles. I don't see it. Um, would they like to continue the stories stories with RK Bro? I'm not sure. See, I, see, I'm still torn because I want to go either way with this, and I and I can't really tell. You know what? I think I'm going to change my pick. I think I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to say RK Bro does beat them. And I'm going to say finally somebody, I'm going to say finally Randy Orton does get an RKO on Omos. Um, and I don't know. I still think they still have to pin AJ. But I still think maybe this is how they incapacitate Omos is they, is Randy Orton finally gets a an RKO on him. Or they finally drive him through a table. That's the only, <laughs> that's the only way I can see it happening. So... You know what? I am no. You know what? I'm going to stick with my original pick. I'm I'm going to say AJ Styles and Omos win the titles. I I just can't take the titles off of them. I can't. Omos is too much of a powerhouse, a huge guy. I I, I can't bet against this guy. I I don't know that AJ Styles and Omos will ever lose the Raw Tag Team titles. Um, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that they'll ever. Lose. So no, I'm sticking with my original pick. AJ Styles and Omos will return. Will retain against RK Bro. So. So those are my picks, okay? Uh, so that's my picks, so we'll see how I do next time. Uh, so anyway, uh, like I said, I didn't purposely, I, I purposely didn't say this last time because I kind of, you know, it kind of gets a little overwhelming and, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but I'm going to put, what I'm going to do instead, in, instead of going through all the social media links, I'm just going to tell you that they're all in the the podcast description. They're all in the show notes. So whichever one you want to join, whichever one you want to follow, I think, like I said, there's the Facebook group. Uh, you have to ask to join that. There are questions to ask or to answer. You don't have to answer them, but I like for people to answer them. It just gives me a, you know, gives me a look of who I'm talking to, who my audience is. Uh, you can follow the fan page. Um, I do have a Twitter account that I haven't started using yet. Uh, maybe I'll start using it for the pay-per-view tonight. 
Um, the Instagram I haven't started using, but stay tuned. There's could be some stuff coming on that out on that soon. Uh, let's see. I do have a TikTok. I maybe I'll try to use TikTok and Instagram uh, sort of you know congruently, I guess, or if that's the word. Uh, you know, I'll use them together. You know, some of the same videos will be on the TikTok as they're on Instagram. Um, I do, I think I have, I've, I've said that my YouTube and my Twitch are coming soon. Um, I'll be honest with you. The only way those are going to come into effect is if my, like I said, I start converting my podcast to, to, uh, video, which I'll be honest with you. I'm trying to set up sort of an office slash studio space to where, you guys can see the um, see the podcast. It'll it'll probably be similar to this. It'll it'll still be recorded. It won't be live, but you'll be able to see me talking into the microphone and doing all that stuff, and see some things that I've got set up here in the uh, studio and everything, or the office, whatever. Um, obviously, I may use the YouTube to go live occasionally if that happens, and off obviously the Twitch as well. The Twitch could be you know watch alongs, uh, could be preview and post shows for the shows or, or even the pay-per-views or whatever. So I'm kind of still brainstorming what I'm going to do with the YouTube and the Twitch, which is why I still stayed in the show notes that those are coming soon because I haven't figured out my vision for those yet. So, uh, but I assure you they'll be coming soon. And like I said, um, I guess the other benefit of me doing video, whether it be from Instagram, TikTok, whatever, or YouTube, Twitch, whatever, is, uh, you know, I've got another affiliate link. I, I'm affiliated with the Beard Struggle. Uh, and like I said, I've been, I've been trying, to, uh, trying to get my beard game going pretty well here for the last few years. Uh, I haven't gotten quite in the hang of it yet. I'm, I'm, not a, uh, I'm not a professional beard grower just yet because I'm still fairly new, but I've been using these products from the Beard Struggle uh, they're pretty good products. Check them out. Like I said, I got an affiliate link in there, which also helps out my show. Um, check out some stuff. Uh, they got some pretty co- cool products. Um, uh, you might, and, and to show you that, you know, I'm, you know, that I do buy a lot of stuff occasionally, you know, they'll say in the bottom of the, I, I, I just noticed it a few days ago in the bottom, like left-hand corner, they'll, they'll pop up little things of who bought something from where, You'll see my name pop up there a couple times. Like uh, it'll say so, you know, so and so bought this from you know whatever and stuff. You'll, I mean, you'll see my name pop up a couple times. So um, I don't know if you've seen it popped up lately, uh, but I have, I have in the last you know couple of months and stuff. So and the only reason I haven't bought anything else because I haven't needed to yet. So, but I will trust me. I, I will do it again at some point. So, um, but like I said, they got pretty good products. Uh, like I said, you can get twenty percent off of your order with my link. Um, so check it out. You might like some, see some things you like, especially if you're a, if you're an avid beard grower, uh, probably even more advanced than me at this point. Uh, but like I said, I'm, but I, like I said, these things have really been helping me, uh, you know, grow my beard out, maybe keep my beard healthy, all that kind of stuff. So hopefully things just continue to go better than that. So anyway, uh, so I think that's going to be, that's going to do it. Um, so like I said, I'll be back for the recap show. I'm not sure if that's going to be the next episode because obviously uh, we got TakeOver 36 coming, so that'll probably be the next show. And, um, you know, I've obviously got to throw the weekly recap in there from some uh, from the weekly shows, and obviously I'm going to talk about some uh, some interesting stuff there. So, uh, yeah, so you're probably going to see quite a few episodes in the next few days. So, uh, so until next time, uh, 
enjoy SummerSlam tonight. Uh, and maybe, like I said, I'll try to be on Twitter, maybe Instagram or something like that, talking about it. Uh, so anyway, until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, tag in and leave me a review or share the show with someone who you think would love it. I'll see you at ringside for the next episode.